Here we go. A good Shabbos. Today's daf is daf Chavav. Page 26 in the Heligam Masechus Kedushin. We pick up on the very top line of daf Chavav. Amar Aleph, we're up to the Mishnah. And we are continuing on in how to acquire uh, in various situations and how to acquire various items. Again, we started this with how to acquire in marriage. Then we got on to how to acquire Evadivri, how to acquire Nevekanani, how to acquire property, how to acquire... So now we're going to get on to how to acquire animals. Now we're going to get on to how you acquire real estate. All right? So here we go. Now, movable objects we know. You could do hagvah, you could lift it up. That's an acquisition. You could pull it towards you. That's an acquisition. The problem is with real estate, you can't really dig it all up and put it back. So what, what, what's the, uh, the mahalach? So here we go. Zog the Mishnah. Literally, this means property that has responsibility on it, which means you could place a lien on it. Now, in context, though, for our purposes, we're just going to translate when we see this expression, property that has obligation, we're going to translate it as real property, real estate. Okay? Real estate. Land. How do you acquire land? Niknin, it could be acquired by Kesef by handing over money, which is actually a chiddush. It's a novel idea. To acquire movable objects, you don't acquire it when you hand over the money. You acquire it when you take the item. However, if I purchase real estate from you and we come to an agreement, I'm going to buy the land for you for $100,000. As soon as I pay you, it's mine. Ubishtar, or with a document. That's agreed and signed that it's being handed over to somebody else. Or with a show of ownership. So if the new owner, we'll call it, shows ownership in various ways. He goes and he plows the field. There's a fence around it. He opens the fence, closes the fence, takes care of the property. So that's a chazaka. And that's how he, he's now going to own the real estate. But what about property that does not have a lien on it, referring to movable property? <clears throat> the way to acquire it is by pulling it towards you. Now, of course, excuse me, <coughs> of course, there's the other ways to acquire it as well. We discussed there's Hagba, you could pick it up, there's Mesira, you could hand it off. We just learned that all on, on yesterday's daf, there's Chalipin, but we're letting you know that the mission is here just creating a discrepancy between acquiring real estate and movable property. Okay. But you should know there's a, there's a fascinating um, way to acquire movable property when it's not independent. So, movable property, it could be acquired with real property. Okay, so what it means is like this. Let's say I purchase land and on the land, there's tractors that I'm purchasing along with the land. On the land, there's bales of hay that I'm purchasing along with the land. Then, as long as I show an act of ownership or pay for or take a document to own own the land, I'm also going to attain ownership over the tractor and the bale of hay. Okay? Even though I didn't make an acquisition that's unique to movable property, but movable property could be nicknamed in. Like we, it, it's connected to, it's going to tag along with the real property. 
v'zaykin es anachasim sheish lemachrayis lishava aleim. And the same thing holds true with movable property <clears throat> that you can add an oath when you're taking an oath for uh, for real property. Okay. So what this means is, if somebody has a claim, what this means is if somebody has a claim against real property and against movable property, so you can add on to the, to the uh, shvua, you can add on to the uh, original oath. And let's explain. Let's explain. Let's say I claim that somebody has um, my tractor. My tractor. Yeah. Okay? So, in general, the Torah can obligate an oath when it comes to movable property. Okay? But when it comes to land, the Torah doesn't specifically obligate any sort of oath. But let's say as follows. You come to me, Yale, and you say, listen, Tendler, you must... Uh, you, you're holding on to my land and my tractor. Since I need to make an oath on the tractor because it's movable property, Besden can also throw in that I'm going to have to uh, uh, include in my oath the land. So even though they, they're not going to create an oath specific to land, but since the claim against me involves both movable property and real property, once I'm going to be obligated to shoe on the movable property... They can add to the tab and make me uh, force me to take an oath on the real property as well. Okay. Zakti Gemara, Bekesef, you acquire real property with money, Minalan. How do you know? Says the Gemara, Marchis Gemara, Sadais, Bekesef, Yiknu. You acquire field with money, Veima, Dikashtar. Maybe it means you need a document as well, because the Pasuk, which says, that you acquire it with money, also says that it's written in a sefer, it's written in a book, it seems to be a document. And you sign this, ask the Gemara, maybe you do not acquire a land with money, maybe you acquire land with money when there's a document attached to it. Says the Gemara, no. Because Iksiv, Yiknu, Libesayfiv, would only said you only acquire it at the end. Then Kedah you're right, after you have the documentation and after you have the money, that's when the acquisition happens. But that's not how the verse is written. Once, since it says yiknu in the beginning when dealing with the money, this teaches me that already kesef kani. Once I give the money, I acquire it. Star. So why is there documentation? It's a proof to my acquisition, but it's not what's creating the acquisition. Okay. So we want to know again. How do I know that you could acquire real estate? How do I know you could acquire land? You could acquire real property with money. The answer is the Pasuk from Yirmiya, Sodois, Bakesef, Yiknu. Omar Rav says, You should know that when do we say land is acquired with money, that's in a place where it's not usual to use documentation. But let's say it's the common minhug, it's the common custom in that area, wherever city you're in, to use documentation instead of money. Then like, when you hand over the money, you do not own it yet. You're only going to take ownership at the time that the document is written. The e parish. However, if they want to make a condition and say, you know, you're going to own it as soon as the money is handed over, beseder, then parish. Which is very basic, which means if nothing unique is specified, you're going to follow the ways of the city. Otherwise, gesintahit. 
the, you go ahead. We know that money works in halacha, and if the owner and buyer want to agree that as soon as the money is handed over, the land becomes his, that's okay halachically. He's up in Aramar, he would buy land, he would say, If I want, then the land should work with money. If I want, then it's going to work with a document. So you see, you could, you could use a, a, you could make stipulations, you can make conditions. What does this mean? If I wanted to acquire money, it means the If I want to back out after the sale, but you haven't given me so I won't be able to. So notice, what happens is like this. The buyer gives $100,000 for the land. Then the seller gives a document stating that the land is the buyer's. Now at what stage does it become the buyer's? So Rav Idi Baravan would say like this. He would tell whenever the land was sold to him, he would say, I want the ownership to come to me as soon as I give you the money. Then it'll work like that. Then when the owner gives him the documentation, the documentation is only proof. That's not what's giving him over the ownership. Now, pause for a minute. What happens in such a case? Rav Idi Baravan were to say to the seller, I want to own it as soon as I give you the money. And then there's a wildfire and his land burns up. Who's going to take the loss? Ravidi Baravan, the buyer. Let's keep going. But if I want to choose, I want, it only, I want to first take ownership when the documentation is written up. Means If I want to back out of the sale until that happens or if there's a wildfire, guess what? That's the seller's problem because the buyer didn't take ownership yet in Hadri Bay. He can always back out. So by making these conditions, Ravidi Baravan was, uh, was protecting himself and, and taking ownership however was most uh, uh, to, his, uh, to his advantage. Okay, same. Bottom line, you follow the Minigam Medina, you want to make conditions, you could because they both work halachically. Beautiful. Okay. Now, the Mishnah said you could also acquire land with a document. What happens? The owner of the land writes a document to somebody else. The land is now yours. I'm giving it to you as a gift, or I sold it to you. Menalim. How do I know documentation gives over ownership of land? It's going to tell because the pasuk of the pasuk that we mentioned earlier, <coughs> that it's written in a bill of a document, and they sign it, and there's witnesses. But you said that's not a proof. You know why? Because maybe what this means about documentation is just to bring a proof. When I buy it with money, I need to write a document. But how do I know it means that the document itself gives over ownership? That's not clear. Rather, the source is going to be the Ekach es Sefer Ha-Mikneh. Yeah? This is referring, this is a Pasuk when Yermia Mamish uh, purchased the field. And it says, Ekach, I took the field. As safer when there was a documentation, hamikna of purchase. Okay, so you see the documentation allowed him to take the field. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel says, The only time a document alone works is when it's being given over as a gift from Reuven to Shimon. Reuven wants to give Shimon a gift, so he writes a document giving over the ownership to Shimon, it's now yours. But if he's selling it to him, there's always money involved. Then, even if the document works, it's only going to be effective once the money is paid. Now, everybody's going to agree to this because nobody's going to sell a field. If it's a sale, then the money has to come in as well. Okay. Now, he is agreeing 
that the acquisition is going to happen due to the document. But he's saying for the document to be effective, the money needs to be transferred. Okay. Masiv Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna, that's a challenging question on Shmuel. The Shtar Ketzad, the Brisa says, how do you acquire with a, with a document? You write on a piece of paper or you write on a pottery that the Rubens give it over to Shimon. The paper doesn't need to have value, nor does the pottery need to have value. And he says, My field is sold to you. My field is given to you. So you see right here, pause. A document works both by sale and by a gift. is It's both given and sold, even without the money being given. And this is a brysa. Shmuel's an early Amaira. Why is he arguing the brysa? Again, Shmuel says for a document to work, the money has to be given over. This price says, no, the document works. No mention of money. Says the Gemara, who who challenged Shmuel, who Mefarikla is answering it as well, and he says, what's the case? This guy, Ruben, is selling his field, because there's an issue there. Now, what does it mean there's an issue? It's going down in value. So he sees this field plummeting. When you see the value of the field plummeting, you want it to be given over as soon as possible. You want the buyer to have it. And therefore, the seller is not makbid. He's not, uh, he's, he's not uh, doesn't consider it to be essential that the money's given over now. He's like, hey, dude, take ownership. And when you have the money, just pay me. He's trying to get rid of this. Okay? And in that, in that case... The document by itself will give the star by itself will give, give the ownership over. You don't, Shmuel will agree; it's not dependent on money. When it comes to a gift, which he wants to give, he wants to give it to him. So if it comes to a gift, why is he going to use an expression of a sale? In order to strengthen the hands of the one who has received it, okay? <clears throat> which means if you paid for it, you got a greater hand. If anybody ever wants to come and say, I have a lien on the field, if you pay for something as opposed to giving a gift, they're going to have to go to somebody else to collect a previous lien as opposed to taking it from you. Let me explain what that means. If somebody gives me a gift and it turns out Reuven gives Shimon a gift of a field. Yankul comes to Shimon and he says, hey, I, Reuven owes me money. I have a lien on that field. Now, if there's multiple fields that Yanko could collect from, he's obligated to take from fields that Ruven gave away as a gift first. As opposed to taking the fields that Ruven sold. Because Ruven sold it, people, Mamish paid money for this. You take the gift first. So he says, why would I write a mecher, an expression of a sale, to, to enhance the hand of the receiver so that if there's liens on it, the person... Uh, will not be able to come to him first. Okay, bottom line, let's get into this. The Gemara started out, how do I know that you can use... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> wow. How do I know that I could use star to acquire land? So he said, That's the Pasuk. That's going to be uh, that's gonna be the source, Pasuk from Yirmiya. Then we said, You could acquire land also by showing signs of ownership, Menolan, how do I know that this is a way to acquire land? Amar Chizkia, Chizkia says, Amar Krosh, Tetan Pusik, Vishavu, Ushavu, Ba'arechem, 
and dwell, live in your cities, asher tefastem that you have taken. Bametefastem, and what, what way did you take these cities? How do you take cities? You can't steal a city. You take it away from somebody. It's 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 not portable. Be yeshiva. No, I tell you, I took the city. You kicked them out, and now you sit there. When you kick somebody out, and now you're living there, that's how you take ownership, and that's just, that gives status. You're showing ownership. You inherit it. You dwell in it. Which the drasha is, how do you live in the city? <coughs> When you come to live in it. And this is talking about when Eklaisa came to the land of Canaan. When we came to Eretz Yisrael after 40 years in the Midbar. How did we take ownership of Eretz Yisrael? By dwelling there. When it's not real property, when it's movable property, the way to take ownership is by pulling it. How do you know that? You make a sale. Or you to somebody else, or you buy from somebody else, which means it's something that moves from hand to hand. What's that? Mashiach. You draw something near. Before your item was by you, now I'm pulling it to me. I took an ownership. And according to Rebbechen, who says, the Vartaira Mois kindness, Rebbechen says that biblically, as soon as I give over money, that's what gives me the acquisition. My Ika Lememar, what are you going to say? Okay? Now there's a Machlaikas in Bab Metziah. Between the beloved brother-in-laws and Chavrusas, Rabbi Yechonon and Reish Lakish. Okay? The Machlekes is whether or not biblically money can acquire something. Now rabbinically, money does not acquire movable property for the following reason. For the following reason. If let's say, here, Simcha, yeah? Let's say <clears throat> I want to buy... Um, a storehouse full of grain from you. So we come to an agreement. You say, listen, we'll make a deal. Storehouse full of grain. I'll give it to you for $1,000. I give you the $1,000. If there were to be a fire in the silo, and you have other grains too, what's the first grains you're going to save? Naturally, yours. You're not going to take care of mine first. And therefore the sages made a, according to Rabbi Yechonon, the sages made a decree. And they said like this. Rabbi Yechonon says, money really should give me the acquisition, except we want to have consumer protection. Consumer protection means, despite the fact that I gave you the money, until it's actually come to me and I've done an act of acquisition, it's still yours. Why? This way, if let's say there's a fire... You'll make sure to take care of my property the same way taking your property because it's not even my property. See, if the money acquired, now it's my problem if there's a fire or something happens or there's strong winds. So for consumer protection, the rabbi says, and the rabbi say, you know what? Money itself won't acquire. When will it acquire? When the buyer shows up and makes an, act, uh, makes an acquisition. He pulls it towards him. He picks it up. He schleps it to a different property, whatever it is. But the handoff of money itself it's not going to give the acquisition. So says the Gemara. Rabbi Yechon says, Biblically, money should acquire. My What are you going to say? Yeah, What's going to be, uh, what's going to be his source? Says the Gemara. He says, no. All we're doing is, is we're explaining the Takana de Rabbana, the enactment, the decree of, of the Rabbana. Yeah? He says, why does the Mishnah say that you need to make a handoff? 
I, according to your Rabbi Echanan, biblically, all you need is the, is the money, says the Gemara. Rabbi Echanan says, I know biblically, but the Mishnah is telling me what to do. So the Mishnah is dealing with rabbinically. Rabbinically, you hand it off with Mesira, and that's going to create the acquisition. Okay. When it comes to movable property, we said it could be acquired together with real property. So let's pause and remind ourselves what this halach is. We learned real property is acquired with money. Movable property is acquired with pulling an act of acquisition, lifting. But the Mishnah says an interesting thing, which is, again, if I buy land with the tractors on the land, the halacha is, as soon as I pay for the land, I own the tractors too. Even though generally movable property, I need to make an, I have to do a different acquisition. I'm going to have to drive it. I'll have to use it. But since the halacha is that as soon as, that, that with real property, the money itself acquires, so there's an interesting halacha that we're about to explain why it's like this. When I buy land and I pay for it, guess what? I own everything else that's included in the sale, even if it's movable. Menohani Mili, how do you know that? Says the Gemara. Amar Chizkiah. Chizkiah says, Amar Kra, Shtetan Posik. Vayitin lehem avia matanis, the Gaimer. Their father gave them gifts, im are betsurais v'yehuda, along with the fortified cities in Yehuda. So you see, you have gifts, which we're assuming is movable property, along with the cities. They take ownership of the cities, they take ownership of the gifts as well. Do you need Tziburim or not? Okay. Now what does it mean, do you need Tziburim? The question is, I gave an example where I'm acquiring the field and the tractors are on the land. So I said that the tractors are acquired along with the land. But what if the case, what if the case is as follows? What if the case is that I'm purchasing the land and the tractors. The tractors happen to not be on the land right now. So I'm buying it all together. But the tractors are not on the property. Do we say when I acquire the property, the tractors are acquired with it, despite the fact that it's not on the property physically? Or do we say no? The whole rule of acquiring movable property it dra- gets dragged along when you buy real property is only when it has to be on the land. So does it need to be tziburim, which means it had to be piled on top of each other, or not? That's the shayla. Okay? Now, by the way, this method of acquisition, when you acquire something along with real property, it's called a kinyan agav. It's along with. I'm acquiring the movable property along with. So that's the shayla. When I'm acquiring move property along with, it has to be on the land or it could even be next to the land. Amr Beis Beis says, Tashma, come listen. Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, Karka Koshu, even the smallest size of land, Chayavis Beva Bikurim, you're obligated when you cut it down to leave over the corner of the field and leave and bring Bikurim to the Beis Amikdash, Velich, Tavalea, Prozbul, top of Amr Beis, and also to write a, a uh, Prozbul on account of this land. Let's say there's, there's an obligation you, and you don't want to lose it because, because of Shemitah, all the obligations get lost. So, you write a prosbol for the smallest piece of land, and you can also acquire movable property on top of the smallest piece of land. Now, if it has to be piled up, this whole statement won't make sense, because we're saying you acquire movable property along land. We said it's the smallest piece of land. Let's say the land is the size of a quarter. 
There's no way you're going to get movable property on top of that. And for the fact that I say movable property can be acquired with the smallest piece of land, there's a proof it doesn't need to literally be on the land. It can just be acquired a Kenyan Agav, even if it's next to the land. Yeah, not necessarily so. I'll tell you why. Because maybe you're purchasing a nickel size of, a quarter size of land and a needle. The needle will fit on the quarter side of the land. So you don't have a proof. I'm with Rabbi Yosef. Kavastan. Yeah, you're playing with us. You think the Tana is giving us a case? Yeah, only when you buy a needle? Yeah, come on. The, the, the Tana is being, he's broadening this halacha. He's, he's not just teaching us a, a unique, small, itty bitty case. I'm Rabashi. Man, Lemalan, Delay, Toleba, Marganisa, Deshavia, Alpha, Zuze. Let me tell you something. Don't play around. Hevra, this is a big sight in life. The best things come in small packages. He says, you think we're playing around? Oh, a needle? Let me tell you something. If you were to put a diamond, you were to put a pearl on the size of a quarter land, you'd be like, oh, that's Takan acquisition. So he says it's a good answer. It's a good terrence. You've got to follow his answer. Again, we're like, oh, you're playing with us. He says, no, 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 no. Good things come in small packages. It could be worth $1,000. Worth, worth, worth a thousand zuz. The biggest sight in life. Yeah, sometimes we think big, we think broad, and we think that's what's going to help us accomplish, and that's what's going to be the big news. It's the things that are smaller, the things that are perfect, and sometimes coming up to Rosh Hashanah, this is what the Rabbani Shalom wants. Yeah, the smaller things, but to do it right, to do it with tamimus, to do it with sincerity, to be, to, to be mamish with, uh, with complete shlemus, doesn't need to be the biggest thing. It could be worth a thousand zuz. Says the Gemara Baita Tashma, come and listen. Toshma, come and listen. Amr Ablazer Blazer says, Maisa bi Madaini Echad. Shaya bi Yerushalayim. There's a story with Madaini, which is the name of a place that was in Yerushalayim. Shaya le Metalton. Harbi hit a lot of movable property. Ubikesh lit. Nam bi Matani. Want to give them as a gift to somebody else. Amrulai. They said to him, Ain leitakano ache. The way to do it is together with land. So also, what did he do? So now the problem is he didn't have land. Now the basic question here is, why don't he just have whoever you want to give it to, pick it up? Right? We'll see. We'll see why he couldn't do a regular uh, acquisition. So they said, okay, he can't acquire it in the normal fashion. Use land. He says, I don't have land. So what did he do? He went and he purchased a Beisela near Yerushalayim. Okay, now right now we're assuming what this means is the size of a coin. A small little piece. He said the northern part of it should go to this guy. He went to a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. And then he died before the guy took ownership, before the recipient took ownership. And he said it's a valid gift. Fascinating. If you're going to say it has to be on the land, it's not possible, because again, we have a proof. They told him, what do you do? Take a small piece of land, size of a coin, we're assuming right now, and he's giving a hundred sheep. There's no way it's on the land. It must be that when you acquire Kenyan Agav, when you acquire movable property along with real estate, it doesn't need to be on the land. Says no, me sabra beisela. You think it means the size of a coin? Sela mamish? No, my sela denofish tuva. Sela just means a lot, a lot, big piece of land. Says the what? By my carla sela. Why are you calling a big piece of land a sela? Dikoshi kisela. It's just telling us a sela. Also in Hebrew means a rock. Maish Rabbeinu hit the sela. He hit the rock. So. It's letting us know he bought 
a bad piece of land because he didn't need to plow it. He didn't need to work on it. So he bought rocky land that it was very cheap, inexpensive, but it was a big piece of land. And therefore, it's possible that all the animals and all the property were on the land, and you have no proof that a Kenyan Agav doesn't need to be on the land. Maybe he did put it actually on the land. Hence, we have no raya. We're still back to our question. When you acquire a Kenyan Agav, when you acquire movable property with real estate, does it have to be on the land or not? We don't know. Toshma, come and try to answer from here. There's an incident with somebody who became sick in Yerushalayim. Rabbi Eliezer, this is Rabbi Eliezer who told over the story of Amila Bar Yehavi. Some say this guy in Yerushalayim was healthy, and that's the Rabbanon. So it's just not, Rabbi Eliezer says the guy was sick. When the Rabbanon told over the story, they said he was healthy. He had a lot of movable property. He wanted to give it away. They said to him, listen, there's no option. Unless you do it, you give over ownership together with land. Also, what did he do? He bought a base raiba, which was near Yerushalayim. Raiba is a quarter of a kav, which is the weight of six eggs. The Yomar, and he says, Tefach al tefach leplaini. And he says, the uh, square tefach on top of this tefach goes to plenty. And with it, there's a hundred sheep and a hundred barrels. Umeis, and then he died. And the chamim were mekayim, his words. They said that it's a valid gift. And if you're going to tell me that he needs movable property, what is the tefach on top of tefach? Uh, you, you can't fit all that on top of one square tefach of land. Says, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with the value. Okay, we're dealing with the value, not the sheep and the, and the barrels themselves. We're dealing with the coins. And that maybe could fit on top of the tefach. It's logical over here to explain it like that, that we're dealing with the coins. If it's literally 100 sheep and 100 barrels, he could have just given it over with exchange of chalipin. Why didn't they say, why did they say the only option you have is land? Let them say chalipin. So it's got to be that it was dealing with money. By money, there's no chalipin. The elamai l'dmei. So you're going to say, oh, it's referring to the money should be on that, that tefach. Neknino ni'alei b'meshicha. So why didn't they also say that he could be kind of with meshicha? Acquire, acquire the money with meshicha. It's just value. Ella delesi l'kao matana. So it's got to be, the case is where the guy receiving the present was not here to get the gift. So he couldn't do an act of acquisition. So if you want to know, oh, why didn't they use chalipin with the buyer? The answer is because he wasn't here to do chalipin. So what's the only option? To give it to him with a Kenyan Agav. So let him uh, give over the Kenyan Agav. He could have given over through, uh, through uh, an, another person. So the Gemara says, like, some don't think that that was an option. Because the uh, person giving the gift didn't want to have somebody else involved. Because he was nervous this guy involved might take some of it. That's why they say there's no other option than making a Kenyan Agav. He could have done something else, yeah? Because you could have somebody else be a Shliach to do Meshicha. So the Gemara says, What we mean is like this. You should know, since he was not Saimach Das on somebody else, he didn't want to use an agent. He's nervous this guy draws a Urim, he's going to take it. So in therefore, since he was nervous about that, there was no other option besides for uh, giving it over Agavikarka together with the land. Period. Gavaldik will pick up from Tashma Bezema Matsi Shabis. Hashem lasted till the uh, very last minute. We will uh, pick up here Matsi Shabis with the final Tashma. We still have our question, searching for information, Tashma. 
We don't know when a kidney, whether a kidney and agav must be on top of land or not. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.